Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out Five Reasons YouTube. For all the latest on South Florida sports, hit that subscribe button and fivereasonsports.com. Spell that one out. You get all of the latest content on South Florida sports without a paywall. We want you to try a new betting partner that we've got here. It's called Better Edge, B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E. So B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com backslash five reasons. And this is peer-to-peer betting, which means it's social betting. It's legal. You're basically betting against somebody else on the, on the app. You can bet against your friends. You can bet in tournaments. But here's the cool part about it. You can pick your own lines. Like you can find somebody to take the other side of a line. So it's kind of like when you're sitting with your friends, say, I think the Heat will win by seven next year anyway. Uh, And he would say, no, no, I don't think that'll happen. You can actually set the lines there or find somebody who's found the opposite line. So check it out. It's better edge. This is easier than the offshores. And again, it's legal. Betteredge.com backslash five reasons. We're going to be doing tournaments on this thing. As we go forward and uh, just make sure you check it out. The other thing I should mention, when you go to that link, uh, betteredge.com backslash five reasons, number five reasons, you get $20 to play. So you can try it for basically free with $20. And now tonight's episode. Down to this Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's tonight's floor plan. We've got kind of two topics that kind of come together here, but I think we're going to talk about the Pat Riley part first because Pat Riley is going to speak on Monday. Unfortunately, I will not be at the press conference. Um, I had uh, pre-existing plans uh, with my daughter, so I will not be there. I, I tried to appeal for Pat to move it to Wednesday. Um, that didn't work. Uh, so uh, we'll have Alex and Brady there, and also uh, Greg will be on the Zoom. So check out their stuff. And this is always a momentous thing. It's, it's a state of the heat address. Pat doesn't speak as much as he used to. Obviously, we used to get him after every game when he was a coach. Uh, he's changed a little bit now. He sort of saves stuff for this this thing. He usually has a message in the first few minutes that he wants to get out, and then he knows who the players are, the usual people who ask the questions on there, and he kind of knows how to direct them. Sometimes he's been combative. The summer before they got Jimmy Butler, he was very combative with a couple of the beat writers who were questioning him about some of the salaries that were on the books and how they were going to get rid of him. Uh, other times he's kind of whimsical. Other times he's proud. I think it'll be a combination of all things in this because um, the Heat are – li- they're in a good position. Unlike what Kendrick Perkins thinks they don't have to trade Jimmy Butler and break this thing down from the very bottom. Uh, but they also obviously need things. Uh, they're, they're not ready to win a championship just yet. Most likely. I mean, as low as, as close as they got this year, 
you know, things will change next year. Uh, you know, you would expect that, you know, maybe Kevin Durant is in better position. I'm not expecting necessarily LeBron James's team to be in better position, but he wasn't a factor this year. Milwaukee will reload. I'm sure Phoenix will take another run at it. You've got golden state and Boston right now. Um, you know, I'm not going to take Philadelphia seriously, uh, you know, cause I can't do that with my two co-hosts here, but, but obviously there are going to be a bunch of teams uh, in the mix and Miami is going to be one of them, no matter what the public thinks, but it's clear. They're not overwhelming favorites. Nobody's going to consider them. They're probably not overwhelming favorites to even be a top two seed in the Eastern conference. Uh, if some other teams upgrade. So I think Pat will speak to some of that, but what we're going to talk about is topics. We think he may get into, so we can play these back after uh, Greg, I will go to you first. What, what, what do you think? Cause some of it is some, again, some of it is directed by the reporters. Some of it is stuff Pat says or leaves out. Like you look at, you know, it was interesting. I, I think when he, he mentioned Jimmy and Bam as core players last year, but didn't mention Tyler, but then kind of mentioned Tyler later on when he was asked about Tyler. W- what direction do you think he'll go? Give me one one thing you think he's going to get into this time. Well, one thing I hope he gets into is um, how uh, aggressive they're going to be if a superstar becomes available. And I know that there's going to be you know, kind of the stat quo answer to that kind of thing. But there's, there's really, they're at a crossroads right now where they have Tyler hero. Um, and he hasn't uh, gotten his extension yet. And you can package him with another salary and you can go get a big player. And I guess ultimately what I'm interested to hear from him. And I think he's going to have to address this to some degree, Ethan, if you were there, then I know that I could probably um, influence this question is how do you bridge the timelines of players like Tyler Hero that are 22 and Jimmy Butler, who clearly needs guys who can win now and impact now. So I think that, you know, obviously there's probably ways that he can just uh, kind of waltz through those questions as well and, and make it through in the BAM lack of aggression stuff. I think that he'll probably handle that fine. But to me, it's all about how much he indicates they're willing to um, go uh, looking for a big fish. And a lot of that just relates back to Tyler Hero. So also how he handles the extension. That's what I'm looking at. The Tyler Hero conversation is the biggest one heading into this offseason. And so let's get into how he might answer that. The Tyler Hero conversation, typically, I think the way that Pat will go about this is say Tyler is a valued player here. He will talk up his season. He'll talk about being a, you know this, <coughs> the sixth man of the year. He probably won't get into him as an asset in any way. He won't want to go that direction. Um, he probably will be asked to address the comment about Tyler wanting to start, I would guess. And, and I think he'll probably have an answer for that. Um, we also know that the last time Pat talked, he did kind of throw Duncan Robinson under the bus a little bit in response to my question about, you know, Duncan simply, this is before the season, Duncan simply saying that he, you know, wanted to close, you know, games if possible. That was a goal of his. And Pat, of course, uh, somewhat infamously, the way the season played out, said, <laughs> you know, said, uh, well, he could do that on a bad team. And then he kind of backtracked. And we obviously saw Duncan did not end up closing games for the most part this year and then ultimately didn't end up starting games and ultimately didn't even really end up in the rotation. So, Alex, I'll go to you. Uh, let's just uh, address the hero thing here. And then I've got one. Uh, how do you think Pat sh- will and should address it? I mean, that's a good question right there. Um I think, you know, Pat, like he's been doing this forever. He's obviously been uh, entrenched in all this and knows how to handle these types of questions. He's been doing it for a long time. But like you said, he doesn't do it all the time anymore. So it's kind of like the one chance to say something that, you know, 
uh, can come across a certain way if he doesn't ward it very carefully. Because like you guys said already, like the Tyler conversation is going to be the biggest conversation regarding, uh, you know, the, the heat this summer as far as what they could do in the offseason. It's all kind of built around him, right? Because even though Duncan is going to be a huge uh, component in all this because he's kind of like the contract and he's the guy who's sort of the odd man out in the rotation. Everybody assumes that he's gone. Uh, it's going to be revolving them too. But the Tyler thing, you know, with, with him waiting on the extension, it feels like it was kind of something that was looking good uh, throughout the season. You know, you had him uh, looking awesome, you know, getting the six man of the year award. I think he ended up at what, 20.7 points per game, just like uh, one, one of the highest points per game, uh, you know, for six men of all time, great season. And then for it to go completely the other way around, <laughs> in the playoffs. Like that's why I think this whole thing is so interesting because it could really go either way right now. I don't know how much they, you know, they would want to give him an extension, how early or how late they would want to give him an extension. So I think there's a lot of, a lot of layers to this. And I think that's why he's going to try to address it in a way where he doesn't really give you any answers, but then I think he, he'll give away, like there's going to be like a sentence or two that sort of hints that they might be open to something like that. And then everybody's going to harp on that, including us. And I think that's how it's going to go. I think that's fair. All right, we're going to get to the next player here in a second. I do want to mention another sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Hurricane season is coming, everybody. We're already in June. Um, you got to check out all pro construction builders, uh, and you got to get the impact windows and doors for your residential or commercial property, whether it's Broward, Dade, or Monroe. They only make locally made, uh, they only use locally made American made products. Family open operated. You will deal only with the owner. That's our guy, Danny. He's still mourning the end of the heat season, but you can talk to him about this. You'll get a 10% discount. If you mention five reasons, you also get a free estimate. Always give a call to Danny at 305-484-4429. That's 305-484-4429. That's his direct line. All pro construction builders also on Instagram. You can find them there. So check them out there again, Broward, Miami, Dade, Monroe counties, all pro construction builders, 305 484 4429. All right, let's get to another topic that I think he's going to get into. He is going to be asked absolutely directly about Kyle Lowry's conditioning. There's no question. Yes. Uh, Lowry is the uh, Riley is the king of the conditioning question. Uh, he kind of didn't really get asked it last year. I look back at it. I think I think everybody was just so excited about Kyle coming that nobody really wanted to get into this. And and oh, and again, Kyle won a championship, you know, kind of looking about the same that he looks now. Uh, so, you know, I don't think that it was on everybody's mind, but when he didn't really make it totally through the season, this came up and it's going to come up again. And I'm sure it's going to be positioned something like this. Probably one of the beat writers who might've been around at that time when Tim Hardaway was here, a hall of famer, uh, there was a clause in his contract related to this. Other players have talked about the difficulty of getting to the heat conditioning standards. Is there going to be a different standard applied to Kyle Lowry this year than there was last year? To me, that would be the question. Um, so go to you, Greg, on this yeah. one. How no, does he answer so, it? You're so right. And he'll, he'll, I think it's going to be really interesting how he answers that question, because this is something also that I think we should acknowledge is that the Tyler hero conversation is connected to Kyle Lowry and it's connected in this team building way. Uh, they need to decide whether they need to package Duncan Robinson and Tyler hero and go get whoever the player is that they'd like to go get. Um, or if they're going to make a, a, a less of an impact move, like let's say they take Duncan Robinson and trade him for a big, like Christian Wood. I'm totally hypothetically saying that 
then you're in a situation where if a big fish like Donovan Mitchell becomes available, the only contracts you have to really move would be Tyler Hero attached to Kyle Lowry. Is Kyle Lowry able to be moved? Is is Pat Riley open-minded to that? Is Jimmy Butler open-minded to that? So the relationship between Kyle Lowry and the, the team and how Pat Riley discusses his conditioning, I think will be interesting and it will be a tell in terms of how much accountability is back on Kyle's shoulders that way. Because ultimately, unless the heat just waited out if they have a good deal to get Duncan Robinson out of town and improve their front court, uh, it's tough for them to just not do that because they need to hold that salary back because Kyle Lowry is basically untouchable because of his relationship with Jimmy. Yeah, that's the tricky part here, right? I, I think that one of the reasons that Eric Spolstra actually addressed it when he was asked that question, even though it feels a little bit more like a Pat question just because the Pat's history of the conditioning was to kind of, uh, they, they do these things in concert. They speak uh, before these pressers. I think it was to kind of blunt it a little bit. I think it was to kind of get it out there. He said that Kyle understood, right? So that's going to make it a little bit easier because um, Kyle didn't speak uh, at the exit interview, right? He spoke right after the game. So he didn't speak and that was optional. So I, I think it's to blunt it a little bit where now it's like, okay, Kyle has already said that he's, uh, he's okay with it. And I think it allows Pat to kind of jump in from that perspective. So I do think he's going to get into it. Um, I will be interested to see also, Alex, if there's anything else about the contracts of Jimmy and Kyle and PJ, which is somebody we're going to talk about, uh, if there's concern going forward about age. And 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 I'm sure Pat will also have some kind of an NBA topic he wants to get into. Maybe it'll be, uh, maybe it'll be load management or something. There's always something that's on his mind, too much three-point shooting, something, wanting to play more bigs, okay, all that stuff. Games too close together in the Eastern Conference Games Finals. Correct. That's my prediction. That, I think that's a good one, actually. He may say that, that, that if we're going to do this. Shooting leading to too many blowouts. Too many blowouts. He might, he might, yeah, he might say all that. But I, I think on the Lowry thing, is there – I guess here's the question on Lowry. Is there any danger of creating friction here? Or do we think that Kyle is enough of a pro at this point that he kind of gets it? I mean, damn. I don't know, right? Like, I don't think that's something I, I kind of have any expectations for. But like I said earlier, right, like this is the – you know, one of the handful of times a year. How many times a year does Pat actually speak? Like two or three? Twice. Yeah, that's about it these days. So he seems to enjoy it when he's there. He stays forever. This oh, is why yeah. I'm kind of disappointed that I'm not going to be in town for this, but he does, you know, but anyway, the voice gets to be heard for those couple of times. And I think everybody looks forward to it so much or in, in, in the same way that we are, it's like, okay, we're going to hear from Pat, you know, that he's coming from, <laughs> he's coming down from upstairs to, to talk to us and to, to, you know, to tell us how he feels. And I just think it's going to be interesting to, to hear his response to not only Tyler, like we talked about, but Kyle, because like that was the big acquisition last summer. He was the the headliner as far as their, you know, they had a great off season, but he was the headlining guy. And then same thing as Tyler had a strong off, I mean, a strong regular season and then a very, a very disappointing at, you know, and that's an understatement of a playoffs. And we saw the, the hamstring. We know how that can be an, an issue that can, you know, keep going. We don't know how long that's going to bother him. It could, you know, bother him. It's the next season for all we know. Uh, he is 36 or 37 at this point. So Pat is going to get those questions tomorrow. And I think he has to tell that line because b between Kyle and PJ, like those guys, those older guys are two guys who you're just depending on and relying on a lot. And, and even though I have, you know, no qualms with that at all, because I think those two guys are winning players and guys that anybody would want on their franchise. 
uh, I think that's kind of kind of, uh, you know, a popular narrative that's going around now. And so I'm interested to see what Pat says there. But I wouldn't be surprised if Pat Kyle calls out Kyle a little bit, right? Not necessarily the, the shape thing like he has other guys, because I think that's it may be a little bit much. Like, I don't think I think he's a he's over a guy like Dion or James Johnson. That's, like, I don't think he would do that to Kyle, but I think he would call him out from a basketball sense, right? Like a kind of a motivational sense, kind of get him back on track, try to see if doing that would get Kyle back on track, motivate him to come back stronger next playoffs and shut everybody up. Because it's not just what other people are saying outside of the organization and in uh, national media, like plenty of Heat fans have kind of made Kyle the, you know, the biggest problem. And this guy that you're quote unquote stuck with, like fans are now turning on him too. So I, you know, I'm interested to see what Pat says. Yeah, I am also. And there's another one I want to get to here, and then we'll get to a break and then close up. Um, Bam Adebayo. And the reason that this one is interesting to me, guys, is because he kind of said it last year. Now, like, I feel like we're right back in the same place. And he was asked the question I asked him, that one too, about Bam's aggression. This was after the season. And whether or not certain guys have to develop into being sort of alpha-type personalities, or if they can develop or it's something you need to be born with. And he gave a very long, detailed answer that ended up kind of in saying it was somewhat Bam, but it was somewhat Eric Spolster putting him in the right position. Um, and then we kind of had the exact same questions in the playoffs this year, except with the exception of kind of a game and a half of the Eastern Conference Finals. So, Greg, how do you think he addresses the Bam thing? Probably leans into the defense, probably talks about his game seven performance. Uh, some of the things that he did in, you know, the good games throughout the playoffs, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he challenged Bam to get better. I think Pat Riley kind of has that. Um, this is the form with which he challenges everybody to some degree. And so I think that I, that would be taking it to the next level for Bam. Right. So I, I, I don't expect him to uh, you know, he's not going to hammer on any of these guys, but I think that he definitely will talk about how each guy can come back better. Um, and I don't think Bam Adebayo is going to be a big topic of conversation because ultimately he's so much, he's the heartbeat of what they do. So I think that'll be a quicker, one of the quicker players that they'll cycle through. Okay. But Alex, because you've had such a, an issue with, well, not an issue, but you've mentioned the Spolster thing before and Bam being the right. How do you want Pat to address it? You keep hitting me with these tough questions. Like, I don't know. I think like this is I why I surprised. needed to be there on Monday, but that's a whole nother story here. Go ahead. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta teach schedule you. it around my trip to universal. Um, <laughs> like, I think it would be, it wouldn't be surprising if Pat were to sort of have a similar attitude to um, what he said last season, but like uh, Leif said, it will go by quicker. Like, I don't think it's going to be a priority. And I think, you know, even though there was plenty of games where, Plenty of Heat fans were disappointed with Bam's output, scoring output specifically. He also gave you two huge scoring games uh, when it mattered most. And like I said before, they wouldn't have gotten that game seven. They wouldn't have gotten two game six to game seven if it wasn't for that game three performance he had uh, in Boston. And then in game seven to leave everything out there. You know, I think everybody is also kind of forgetting how he dominated Joel Embiid once he actually got matched up to him and the Heat weren't fronting and switching a bunch of small guys on him anymore. And it was not even close. It was not much of a matchup at all once that, you know, game plan was switched and it was Embiid seeing Bam most of the time. Like, I think he's mostly done his job. It's just you have those frustrating games in between the big scoring games where he has six points, seven points, and not nearly enough shot attempts. And it's kind of back to that same conversation we've been having. 
And it's still a consistency thing. So that's what I kind of expect the theme to be when it comes to Pat talking about BAM is getting that consistency going of like uh, flipping that switch and realizing that you're a next level player who can, who has a next level to get to and being that more consistently. So that's kind of what I'm expecting to hear about. I want to tell you about one more sponsor here, and then we got a couple more questions to get to before we close. We tell you all the the time about prizepicks.com. Make sure you're using that code five. You can do it during the finals. You know, you can play something other than the heat. Use the code five F I V E get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. You don't need to play it all at once. You can play all the other sports too, not just the NBA. This is again, our official fantasy partner for a reason. It's the easiest to play. It's the most fun. You get your money. It's just a really cool thing. Okay. And you can download it from either the app store, Google play, or you can just get it from the website at prizepicks.com. So go to prizepicks.com. Use that code five F I V E. We're going to do some more giveaways related to prize picks. So make sure that you're signed up again, use the code F I V E at prizepicks.com. All right, let's get to uh, these. Let's put these two together. I don't even know if we need to get into the PJ Tucker thing because he's going to talk about how much he loves him and, uh, you know, that he's his favorite player ever. And whether he opts out or he doesn't opt out, uh, he wants him to come back. I, I, I think that that's probably what he will say. Uh, Duncan Robinson, I, I, I think that he will be careful here because, you know, this is a value thing. And, and, and Pat is always trying to kind of pump up value. He will, I think he will talk Duncan up not down. I will talk about how he handles his role. Still an elite shooter. He shot 41% over whatever That's the last four or five months of the season. He's a good pro. He's a heat guy. I think there'll be a lot of that. Uh, you know, some of it will be because he means it. And some of it will be because he's trying to send a signal out to the market. To me, the more complicated one is Victor Oladipo because they can pay him if they want to. Right. And again, Caleb Martin, I think they're just going to talk if he's asked about him at all, he'll talk about what, it, you know, the role that he played, and we'd like to see him back also. But Victor Oladipo, Greg, how do you think he plays that one? It's interesting because this all ties back Caleb Martin and Victor Oladipo and who they may sign with the mid-level and what would happen with P.J. Tucker if he were to opt out. Do they just give him the percentage increase that gets him to $8 million, or do they have to use the mid-level to keep him, or does he just opt in and stay? Like, there's all these question marks, right? But they all tie back to one main theme, and that is, are they prepared to pay the luxury tax? If they're prepared to pay the luxury tax this summer, um, and actually not this summer, by the end of next season, uh, that is huge. That will tell you all you need to know in terms of them spending every single uh, vehicle that they have to add talent, whether it's the biannual, the uh, non-taxpayer mid-level exception that's about $10 million, uh, and then obviously um, the trades and such. So I think if he addresses the luxury tax, it will also give Heat fans a little bit of a lens in terms of how aggressive they may be and just how much they're going to spend because uh you know, you also get hard capped if you spend the full mid-level or if you uh, execute certain signing trades. So there's lots of stuff to think through that way. But if they're going to be a tax paying team, that means that they are looking to add talent. So to me, that would be a really positive takeaway from tomorrow's uh, Pat Riley talk. All right, Alex, I'm going to give you the last word here uh, because, you, you know, I know you don't like some of these questions I'm asking. I'm kidding, but I'm going to let you say it. What is the one thing we haven't talked about that you would like to hear Pat say tomorrow? Something about, and I know he's gonna, he is gonna talk incredibly uh, positively about PJ Tucker, but um, I think you're gonna hear, you know, a lot of like, you know, he's one of the most heat culture guys ever. We absolutely love him. Everybody in this organization, top uh, top down, 
loves P.J. Tucker. We're going to do everything we can to retain him. And I think it's going to be a lot of that because – and, look, I, I haven't actually been up enough on, like, uh, what they can and can do this summer. I'm, you know, I, I, I got to re-up on it again. But it seems like they're going to have some tough conversations there because, you know, they, they, can only, they only have one mid-level – what if uh, one guy wants to get paid a little bit more when it comes to PJ Depot, Caleb, like one guy could shake loose. So I'm, I'm expecting him to be very, very, very positive about PJ, not only because he really truly loves him and is in love with him. Like I think he said at one point, uh, but I, I just think that they want PJ to play ball and they know that they need him. Yeah. I don't think there's any question about that. I think to close, I, I think obviously whatever Pat, Pat can't talk about players on other teams. Uh, so he can't talk about Donovan Mitchell. He can't talk about Bradley Beal. He can't talk about Dame Lillard. He can't talk about, but he, I think he will reiterate again. The if, a guy theory. Wants, if a guy wants to be here, if a guy wants to be here, we will work to try to get a guy here. I think that's going to be the message here that they're close. I think he'll also be asked about whether there's a willingness to pay the luxury tax. That's always a complicated question for Pat because he'll usually mention Mickey in some way, but he has said, I think he'll repeat the line. I think he'll repeat the line that uh, that uh, he said before, which is that Mickey has shown that he will pay uh, for a contender. And this team is a contender. You make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, you're a contender. It's just simply that it's just that simple. Um, and uh, and I think that's where we're going to go. Check out our sponsors, All Pro Construction Builders, Prize Picks. Use the code five F I V E. Use the code five F I V E. Betteredge.com backslash five reasons. That's B E T T O R E D G E.com backslash five reasons. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five reasons sports network. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.